When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh, hey, hey, <laughs> hey there, kids. Welcome back to Only Stupid Answers here Um Sam's the podcast. Little, Sam's a little sick. Just a little bit. I'm sorry. I really tried to make it through that intro. We're going to just take deep breaths, and we're not going to cough. We're going to sound a little congested. It's fine. Listen, man, That's I got okay. your back. This is the best. This is Only Stupid Answers, mm-hmm. the best damn podcast you can put your ears to. There you go. I'm DJ. And I'm Sam. Mm-hmm. Sam's a little sick, but little he loves bit. you guys so much mm-hmm. that he's here anyway. I think we have a special announcement <gasps> right off the top. Do you I, remember? I think, I think I know what you're talking about, but go for it. No, no. I was going to give it, throw it over to you. Oh, was it? we're on the same page. Was it that the, we're on a bunch of new platforms? That's the one. Yay! We got <laughs> it right. We figured it out. Yeah, brain touch. We, uh, we've got on a bunch of cool new platforms, in mm-hmm. case you're listening. We're on Stitcher. Whoa. We're on Audioboom. Whoa. We're on Google Play Music. Whoa. Hold on. Okay. What are we... He's, Hold on. He's pulling something up Hold on, on his phone. I got a whole list. You guys look over his shoulder. What is he pulling up? Did I, I say audio see. boom? Audio boom? Yeah. Did I say iTunes? Yeah. When, well, we, it's no, there. No, yeah. We know. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stitcher, Google Play Music. Yes. Pocket Cast. Oh, cool. Player FM. Wow. Overcast. Wow. And the big one Whoa. this week, Spotify. Yeah. That's the really, really, that's really, the really, really big one. That cool was one. cool. Mm-hmm. So pretty much, uh, I'm going to be up front with you guys. It doesn't look like. Uh, SoundCloud is going to keep working out for us. Mm-mm, they're not very cooperative. No. They are not very helpful. But you know who is? Audio Boom has been really helpful for us. Yes. So you can download their app. Super easy. Like You can get it on both Android and Apple devices. Yes. You can download that. Also, Spotify. And yes. many of these other players, like Stitcher as well, they're free. They're easy to use. And you can follow us on there. Hell, you could download all those and listen to it on each one of those. Yes. If you want to. If you wanted to. Mm-hmm. Like you can actually go to Spotify right now because I know a lot of you guys use it. Super easy to use. Yep. Not too expensive. And you just type in only stupid answers and we pop up. We're there. We're right there. It's really cool. I yeah. was I was a little excited. Yeah. I, was a little, I used to make like I used to produce a, a band when I was mm-hmm. younger. It was like a project which I can get into. You if you ever like saw my name associated with something called Dublin Inc., that's what it was. And it was a lot of fun. Like my friends and I had a lot of fun doing it. Cool. But when I figured out how to get it onto all those platforms and seeing it on Spotify, I was like, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. <laughs> we made it. I used to like try to make like album covers for them. I'm like, I don't know what the hell I'm doing with this. <laughs> I remember I was so stupid. I was I saw the dimensions to make an album cover. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, that m- must be inches, right? <laughs> and so I like I tried to find a picture that big and I was like, why is it so, so hard, hard to find something this big? And like it's like what like I don't I couldn't come up with the dimensions right now. Let's yeah. make up let's make up say like ten eighty by ten eighty. Like, yeah, yeah. So that I thought that was like 1,000 inches, and the, you, putting that into a program, it does not no, it cooperate does not. when you make something that big. A normal, even like a heavy-duty computer yeah. doesn't like something that big. Yeah. The program doesn't. So I was like, I went up to my brother-in-law. I was like, 
I'm sorry. I'm having a lot of trouble here. I don't know what's wrong with mm-hmm. this. He's like, Jesus Christ. And he scaled it down. I was like, oh, it's a lot easier to use. Pixels. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyways, Spotify. Spot- we're on there now. Point is, point is Spotify, Stitcher. We're on all those platforms. So hopefully, no matter what your favorite platform is, we are on it. If mm-hmm. uh, we're not on that platform, recommend checking you, you check out one of these guys. Mm-hmm. Um, you can always tweet us to let us know a platform. And we can do our best Mm -hmm. and i think these ones are more preferable than soundcloud because you can download them to your phone and you can have them wherever you want to go because spot soundcloud you can kind of if you pay for like sound soundcloud pro but that's not as fun like these ones you can just download to your device and you're good to go and you're good to go no matter Mm -hmm. where you are in the world but we're on iTunes. We're on and iTunes. People can rate us on there and review us. Yes, mm-hmm. and we like to pull up those ratings and reviews. We love when you give us five stars. Mm-hmm. Shocker! That one feels the best. Mm-hmm. And we've gotten a few uh, recently, uh, and we'd like to read a few of those off uh, right off the bat. We have one from Meladil. Yes, from that's Meladil. There you go. Nailed it. Really informative and entertaining. Five stars. Thank you so much. I have to say these guys are awesome. They have great recommendations on everything from movies to comics. They are also extremely funny. This podcast is definitely worth your time. I highly recommend it. <laughs> had a cough in there. Yeah. Had a fight there. You're doing pretty good. You Thank had you. a pretty good run without one. Thank I you. I need you holding it in with the vein on your forehead. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. popping out. Yeah. Don't touch it with a piece of paper. The It'll funny- just slice it open. <laughs> <laughs> the funniest type of cough. Did is- you hear that sound? <laughs> that was my wa- I accidentally hit my water on the side of the couch and it made a little, <laughs> a little bubbly sound. Mm-hmm. We got another one. Best podcast. Five stars from AA456. Only Stupid Answers is simply amazing. I just started college, and whenever I'm feeling lonely or stressed, I just listen to Sam and DJ talk. It feels like I'm part of a conversation between some friends. You guys have made all my lunches and walks to class way more enjoyable. Keep up the good work. Listen, starting college is hard. Oh, it's very hard. I'm glad we can be there for you. Mm -hmm. Stress not. All right? Mm -hmm. Soon you'll be making friends there. You'll be a part of the group. And you know what that group will be doing mm-hmm. every Monday morning? Listening to us. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everyone gets together with their friends. You guys they... will be the only, first yeah. Only Stupid Answers fan club. <gasps> That'd be cool. Yeah. That'd be really flattering. <laughs> I, that would be a waste. No, no, sorry, not a waste of time. That would have been really flattering if anyone yeah. ever does that. I just think that's silly. Yeah. I think that maybe there's because not too it much evolves, to... <laughs> it involves us. Yeah, also yeah, just, there's not too much to dissect no. from the things that we say. Yeah, so. No, not a lot of subtext a lot in of, the podcast. No, not at all. <laughs> But we'd appreciate it. So, Sam, besides being sick, <coughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, where yeah. did you get that sickness from, if uh, you had to guess? Austin, Texas. <gasps> the sickest place on the... No, kidding. Hella. Uh, yeah. But no, we, we were at Fantastic Fest this past weekend. That's why we, spoilers, recorded that last podcast a little early. <laughs> well, I, think I don't know if you guys that figured that out. Yeah. <laughs> the secrecy there. But we're back on a schedule of recording. Uh, anyways, but we... Yeah, I went to... Fantastic Fest was there from Wednesday till Monday of this week, mm-hmm. which is a long time That's to be away. That's a lot of time, yeah. I, and I, and I, I had, it was nice. We got to shoot some fun videos, meet cool people. But most of all, like you, I mean, also go to cool events, but most of all, you get to see the awesome movies. And there were, uh, I think I saw nine movies yeah. when I was there, which Jeez. is a lot of movies. Even though I was scheduled for between three and five a day, there's just no time for people it's to do that crazy i it, was talking to a mutual friend friend of the show owen carter you can follow him at, owen. at owen p carter on twitter go tweet <laughs> at him sam he, only stupid answers yeah, yeah. yeah exactly he'd love it mm-hmm. uh he was he was saying it's like that's it it's like 
you go, you go into the theater in the morning, mm-hmm. and then you like get meals there, and you're just there for the day. Yeah, it's, it's pretty like, cool. It's one of those that sounds like amazing and also uh, like a nightmare. No, but uh, you have to be liking what you're doing because if yeah. the movies are good, and also if you like just watching movies, then you're good to go. Yeah. After a couple of days, though, you're like, you know what, I'm gonna go look at Austin for a little bit, mm-hmm. and then you come back later for like they also have events that are going on, which are really yeah. fun. But the things that <laughs> though, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna say some of the movies that that did not sit well with me. Yeah. Uh, I saw a Werner Herzog movie. Yay, I'm no, a fan. No. This is from the people who like Werner Herzog. They were like, what the hell was this? It no. was, they were like, it was more pretentious than storyline was happening. It okay. was more like him trying to say something about the environment, but by doing so, like, wait, why is his dialogue so weird in his movies? Is that his style? I don't know. He's, I believe he's German. No, 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 but Austria? like, no, it's like, this is how people talk. I am now going to hand you this piece of paper. Please look over it and then get back to me on that. But they're saying it like this. Mm-hmm. If I were to talk like this, this is the information that I'm telling you. And yeah. here goes things and information. And here's a grand metaphor for the world and perspective. Wow. Yeah. And it was like, but everyone spoke like as if they were coming out of a, like a kind of poorly translated movie, even though they're all, for the most part, except for the main actress, they're all like American. Yeah. And they, like Michael Shannon's in it. And nice. So, I love Michael Shannon. I do too. And he was probably the best part. It was just, and at the end it just the movie kind of just ended without really resolving anything or Mm. coming to like and in the end in the story I don't know I was disappointed with it it. but the one that was like what the fuck am I watching this one it doesn't make any sense it's called The Void Mm -hmm. and I've talked about it a lot at the office I have to explain it one more time because what the fuck (laughs) this was this was one that you mentioned last week as a movie you were looking forward to yes it was about the person that kidnapped or no found a kidnapped person Mm -hmm. took him to the hospital and then, like, you see a bunch of, like, crazy people in masks outside and they're yeah. part of a murder cult. Yeah. That was the information that you relayed to us last week. Yeah, and it sounded really cool. Mm-hmm. And, like, you're going to get, like, a stranger's type uh, locked in a room, locked in a house trying to yeah. escape, but they can't. But <clears throat> that was not what the movie was at all because that happens, and that's, like, the first 10 minutes. Yeah. And then all of a sudden this nurse, uh, you walk into, like, this, this. the main character is, like, the sheriff, and he, like, walks into a room and he's, like, the only patient that's in this hospital because it had been recently – there was a fire recently, so a yeah. lot of people have been sent to other hospitals, but there's one patient left. Uh, this nurse stabbed him in the eye with, like, scissors, and he's, like, dead, laying in the bed. And then she turns around and, like, most of her face has been cut off. Like, she's cutting off chunks of her own face. Yeah. And you're like, okay, what does this mean? Like, is she part of the cult or, like, what are they making her do? Yeah. And then she's, like – she's saying basically gibberish and he has to shoot her. Um Spoiler alert. Yes, spoiler alert if you see The Void. I don't think (laughs) – it might come out to select theaters, but what uh, what the fuck happened after that? Oh, a monster grew out of her face, and she turned into this giant kind of lamb goblin Mm -hmm. thing that was walking around the hospital. And you're like – right now people are like trying to figure out like their problems or how to to escape, and then this happens, and it's like – it's really cool practical effects, but I'm like, wait – what mm-hmm. what's happening and i thought it was like okay the cult maybe like summoned this thing but then like this doctor who was killed comes back to life and sheds his skin and he's like this molten black demon thing like uh-huh. his skin is like this bluish black shiny scaly thing uh-huh. and then he starts praying to this triangle on the wall and it opens up to this oblivion of space and he falls into it and there's a land of triangles where dead people come back to life uh huh. And you're, the movie's over. You're trying to you're trying to dissuade me from seeing it 
but you're just making me more and more interested in seeing it. Yeah, I, it sounds like some idea. It sounds like they went for every idea they ever had for mm-hmm. a movie because, like, at one point they they literally walk into hell somehow in the hospital. Like they walk down an extra set of stairs that aren't supposed to be there, and they're in hell. And you're like, okay, yeah. where do we? Where does this go? What, yeah. What's the point of us doing this? Yeah. Because it doesn't mean anything at all. Yeah. Like even going to the void because it's not hell. It's not. Anything. Yeah. It's just the it's the void. It's so emptiness. the triangle place and hell are two different places. Yes. Uh, and you're like, okay, how did we get to hell? Like, yeah. was it magic? And it was like, no. It was more like triangle is triangle. Triangle. It was triangle. <laughs> the answer is triangle. There was no. We ans- solved it here. <laughs> yeah. And like, there's like a lot of like death and everything, but like the death that's happening in the movie. <laughs> it makes me sound like I was gonna cry, but it's mm-hmm. just coughs. Um, it means nothing, and it's overly violent yeah and then at the end like you're kind of left like with what the fuck also if you have if you have any hint of epilepsy maybe don't watch this movie because they like to like flash between things really fast and it's like not the amount of flashing in a movie where it's like trying to keep you like interested like an action movie it's like nope okay i need to like close my eyes for a second because this is like a strobe and i might freak out there is a um one of the uh universal soldier directed dvd sequels uh Universal Soldier, what was it called? There's two of them, the fourth and the fifth one, and I saw the fifth one, and I actually recommend it. I think it's pretty great, actually. Um, it uh, There's a scene, there's a lot of psychedelic shit that happens in it. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like the person that made it, The he's, I, I believe there was an interview with him saying that, like, you know, I knew making this movie was going to be a straight-to-DVD movie. Mm-hmm. So I thought, like, man, I just let's just make it the best straight-to-DVD movie ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's like he th- took the – Universal Soldier was um, an old Jean-Claude Van Damme movie. Uh, and he, like, took that and, like, threw it in a blender with David Lynch and Apocalypse Now, and, and that's the movie you get. Uh-huh. And there's there's these psychedelic scenes where there's a lot of flashing. And, and so it's going. I was like, uh-huh. And after, like – 30 seconds, it's like, okay, well, I, that's enough of that. I need to look someplace else because this is <laughs> Gonna not make pleasant. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that movie was a big letdown. <laughs> but there were movies, the coolest ones were the ones I knew literally nothing about. Yeah. And I went into them. There was the one, The Red Turtle, yeah. and it was a Studio Ghibli movie. No Miyazaki because he's retired now, yeah. or maybe he's working on another project, but he's not with Ghibli anymore. But they partnered with this Danish animator that is pretty well renowned like i i couldn't if i said the name you'd be like that name seems familiar from the oscars like you may have like he's been nominated for other things but it's about a story the story is about a man who gets shipwrecked on an island with no humans he's it's a deserted island there's animals there there's like you can find fresh water but the whole movie it's 80 minutes um and there's no dialogue the entire movie oh wow yeah at all and i know some people don't like that like in <laughs> the opening to Wally when there were there weren't there's somebody that doesn't like the opening to Wally. Oh no, I know people who just won't watch it because there's no dialogue in the beginning of the movie. They're like, no, this is boring. That blows my mind. Yeah, it's a that's one of the best Pixar movies. Yeah, um, we could we should do a Disney episode where we talk yeah. about all the best uh, Disney movies. But um, yeah, there's no dialogue the entire time, and like the basic like without getting into the story whatsoever because this happened like it's this isn't pertinent to it. But like mm-hmm. he he starts to build rafts to try to get away, and when he would leave the kind of tide pool area of it. Mm-hmm. Also, the animation, it's beautiful. Just yeah, looking right. at it will make you want to cry. Cool. Um, as soon as he leaves the little tide pool, something will kind of bump the bottom of the raft a couple times. Mm-hmm. And he'll look under and you can't see anything. He'll bump it again and it'll like dissolve basically. It'll, like All the bindings will break and he has to swim back to the shore. Mm-hmm. And he does it like three times. And finally he sees like what it is and it's a red turtle. And like 
he's he doesn't know why it's doing it. Yeah. But throughout the movie, like you kind of start to like you figure stuff out. But there is no narrative at all. There's no like yeah. beginning, middle, end. It's like this is a story of a man of a boy basically becoming a man. Cool. And what and I, I won't say anything else because that would give stuff away for this movie. But at the end, I was crying, but it was tears of joy yeah. from at watching something cool. that was so pure and beautiful and original and it just made me so happy cool so, the red turtle the red turtle january 20th nice that's the wide release because yeah. of course it's studio Ghibli. it was already at cans and it got picked up for millions and millions of dollars but we fantastic fest was able to grab it so cool 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 and then uh you won't be able to see this but you should go look up look up wakaliwood on youtube okay. because you can watch one of their movies it's called who killed captain Alex. That's what it is. And that's their first movie. Anyways, we saw Bad Black. It's from Wakaliwood. And it's this village in Uganda that makes movies for their own village. But they were able to get some on the internet. And they got this huge following. They are those movies you see people make memes of them. They look like really bad acting Mm -hmm. in an African country. And like people make fun of them here. But they don't know the context of what that is. This dude who, the guy who started this whole thing, built a computer from scraps that he found. And then he was able to get his hands on editing software. But there is no tutorials. <laughs> so he had to sit down. And if you have no tutorials and you have no point of reference of how to edit and what yeah. the terms mean, he had to sit down and figure that out as he went along. Like the things he wanted to do, he just had to kind of go button by button and figure out what each thing meant. Yeah. And it was like, okay, that seems like it would stress me the hell out. Yeah. So it took him like seven months to figure out. Jeez. Then he taught himself, like me, he taught himself how to use a camera, how to use sound equipment. And then the whole village kind of came together and they started making movies. Since 2010, he's made... 36 movies. Holy shit. Yes. And they're not like two hours long. They're they're pretty short yeah. compared to other movies. But there's like, they're so well written. Like there's, the, <laughs> some of the cinematography isn't the best. Yeah. But everyone in the village loves like Van Damme movies and Schwarzenegger Perfect. movies from the 80s. Yeah. So they've all practiced how to fight. And they, in the movies, there's not really cuts when people are fighting. So it's like real hand-to-hand wow. combat that is, but they fall, like they take hits and stuff and they like. It's very cool. There's even special effects in them. They don't look very good, but yeah. like they they, they do That's all the cool. work. And we it was the movie was introduced by a man. He's a Canadian actor, uh, and it's a really cool story. Uh, one day, his fiance left him right before their marriage and uh, or their wedding, and then two days later, he became the biggest actor in Uganda because the day after like it happened, he reached out to the director. And was like, um, I think your work's amazing. I think it's really inspirational, and I want to help you. And he's like, and the director was like, mm, okay, I'll call you back. And, yeah. he, and he hung up, and uh, he said, like six hours later, he called him back. He's like, okay, I wrote you a movie. And he was like, what wait, the... what? And he's like, yeah, I wrote you a movie. And he's like, you're a commando, and every movie's about a commando. Like Perfect. everything's commando. And he's he's like saying how the director, like his directions are so difficult to follow because of the language barrier he's always like uh mm, you you're angry uh you lost your dog tags mm, go and like that's it like that's that's action uh, that uh, that's what it means and it was like uh, okay um and then like, he would just have to go with it so like and if they make mistakes they kind of have to leave a few in yeah but this is the oh and uh, and yeah the humor is just amazing but the last thing about this is that Ugandan movies have something called a VJ, which is basically mystery science theater. They have a narrator. Nice, I heard about this. Yeah, they have a narrator throughout their entire through their entire movies because the Ugandan audiences don't always get translated movies, yeah. and there also there's also a high literacy rate. So yeah. you need someone to kind of just 
sum it up for them. Yeah. But the person also says like commentary on it. So yeah. they like add jokes in that are very, very funny. So we got to watch it with the commentary Amazing. that's in English. And it was the, he had this one joke where the, this Canadian actor, he's a, he was playing a doctor and someone stole his dog tag. So he basically gets trained by this little kid named Wesley Snipes. Amazing. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he gets trained to be a commando. Uh-huh. So he can go get his dog tags back. I don't know why he has the dog tag. I think they're from his family. I don't yeah. remember. It's continuity is not important yeah. this at all. Um, but what do they do? Uh, oh yeah, he goes through like this camp and he's like killing everybody with this giant like Gatling gun, which they all built. Jeez! <laughs> and it has like an actual like motorcycle engine in it, so it's really heavy. And he wants the director wants it to feel heavy when they're running with it. But mm-hmm. I'm like, he doesn't really care about. It. I mean, safety is important, but it's yeah. like not the most important mm-hmm. thing. Um, but the VJ says this doctor needs borders and. Everyone in the theater stood up, like, uh, clapping. It was a, like a standing ovation for that joke. It was amazing. And then at the end of the film, there was a second standing ovation. Then we got to have a Skype call with the director in Uganda. That's cool. Yeah, because they couldn't bring him here because uh, apparently they don't give out birth certificates in Uganda to most people because mm-hmm. and social security numbers aren't, like, a thing because the way he was describing it, I mean, again, I didn't do my research into this, but the way the actor was describing it was that um, they're like, there's so many people being born there. They're not keeping track of them. And people think that, why would anyone care? Why is anyone trying to keep track of me? And so they're like, man, I don't care. You know, so he was bummed he couldn't leave the country because he can go to Canada, he can go to Mexico, but he can't come to the U.S. because he doesn't yeah. have that kind of documentation. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I heard um, that that director hasn't even set foot into a movie theater. Yes. No, yeah. he hasn't. So, and Which was a bummer because when we were Skyping him, he couldn't see us. So he hasn't like seen his films in a theater before Uh, also i think this is the first time it was in like i mean it was at tiff i think one of one of his films was but uh which is the toronto film festival but um yeah he has toronto international film Film festival Festival. yeah so he's yeah it's like a it's a it's really inspiring because a lot of people feel like they can't do anything but man this man who has seven children whoa and he's in a village where like sewage is running down the street which in the movie it's called bad black the one we saw twice the actor we met tripped and fell into the sewage and like the the vj's laughing and he's like oh he fell into the poo poo and like (laughs) it's so funny and like we talked to him after he's like nope that was not written in i tripped and they left it in because we had to and it's like that is really funny yeah and Uh, also gross uh, and gross and i bought a poster from them and they make their posters on this bark Mm -hmm. that they pull off of trees and there's one guy that paints them. So and that's he, amazing. There's multiple posters. Like you can get copies, technically, like air quote copies of them. Yeah. But each one's different because he can't. He yeah. doesn't have like a stencil. He's doing it from memory and kind of like an, a sketch that he has. So that's they're all amazing. gonna be different. And the bark is used to wrap up dead bodies to bury them. That's, so that is amazing. And you got a couple of those. I have. Yeah, I have one. And Whitney grabbed one. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. So did you see awesome. a movie? And what was the movie that you can check out online from this guy? Uh, it's called Who Killed Captain Alex, and that's the one. Nice. It was really big. Does it involve a commando? Oh, a lot of them. Uh-huh. And it was really cool because in the movie, the actor who played Captain Alex shows up, mm-hmm. and like in the very beginning, uh, he's being he's being confronted by the Ugandan Schwarzenegger called Swazi, mm-hmm. and uh, the VJ is like, "What, Captain Alex? He's alive!" And then Swazi kills him, and he's like, "Ah, shit!" Okay, and they move on from there. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah, you can go watch the whole movie YouTube for free, and like Bad Black. No, no, no. Oh, uh, Captain Captain Alex. Alex. Yeah. yeah, Bad Black. I'm feeling it's going to take a while, and also mm-hmm. it's getting like a lot of traction right now. So cool. maybe they can get Good some more money. Them. That'd be Good really cool. Them. Did you see a movie called The Handmaiden? 
I did not, but I heard a lot of good things. It was directed by Park Chan-wook, who I've decided I think is one of my favorite directors. I have not seen a movie of his that I did not I think really Ricky enjoy. saw it. Cool. Mm-hmm. I um just this weekend while you got for you guys were off watching 15 movies a day, mm-hmm. I watched uh Sympathy for Lady Vengeance, mm-hmm. which was part of his Vengeance trilogy, which mm-hmm. was Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance, Old Boy, and then this movie. Mm. He also did Stoker with Nicole Kidman. Oh, which I really enjoyed. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I uh, his movies are always really stylistic and cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's always at least one scene in every movie that I'm like, I'm not sure this is okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure that uh, this is. Old boy it, probably has a lot of scenes like that. Not <laughs> really. Just it, just there's the one, one. Just the one. one big, scene. And there's at least one. And there's uh uh. One in this that involves child murder. Oh, that boy. It's a little, uh, you're like, okay. And then it keeps going. You're like, okay. And then it keeps going. You're like, I'm not sure this is okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but uh, upon thinking about it, I think I get why they went with that direction. Mm-hmm. But um, it's rough, though. It's, it's, he makes really beautiful movies. He, I, I really admire, uh, again, they're, they are rough. So if you're not like, I, you, they're not for the faint of heart, I yeah, guess. Yeah, no, I, they looks yeah. like it from the trailer I saw for Handmaiden. Yeah. But I heard very good things. It's just it. really cool. There's there's elements that remind me of Wes Anderson. There's elements that remind me of Quentin Tarantino. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, when Wes Anderson had child murder. Yeah, well, yeah. It's, just the, it's just this interesting stylistic. It also had the coolest tattoo I've ever seen in a movie. And if I was somebody to get tattoos, I would 100% get this tattoo. Oh, cool. A guy holds up a gun. He, he's building a gun for somebody, so he holds it up to show it to them. Mm-hmm. And he has this tribal tattoo that starts at his at the top of his arm and as it goes down the tribal pattern becomes a hand holding a gun mm-hmm. that goes into a hand holding a gun that goes into a hand holding a gun until it gets to a bullet that's shooting out towards his finger and then you see the gun he's holding uh-huh. it's like that was so fucking cool that's really cool uh and it's it's a such a weirdly uh like it can be so um what's the word i'm looking for not fantastical but you get the idea that like i'm not sure that that, that is actually supposed to be the character's tattoo that might have just been a stylistic choice because mm-hmm. there's a point where somebody's looking at a picture in the frame and the person that's picturing the frame moves and makes a different expression mm-hmm. and so it's just kind of like how things it's less how things actually are in that world and more how people perceive them and feel oh cool. if that makes sense yeah, yeah. uh but if you if you can handle harder r-rated movies i cannot re- recommend park chan wook enough mm-hmm. um he also does this really interesting thing where a lot of the heinous horrific awful shit that happens in this movies just happens mm-hmm. it's not like rubbing in your face like look at how awful this is and it's not like celebrating it or reveling in it it's just happening mm-hmm. and if parts of it even though it's bad are kind of funny they're just funny mm-hmm. and it doesn't try to play that up and, it, and and the parts that are set like usually what happens is a bad thing happens and then you see the person's reaction to it and then that is so emotionally fraught mm-hmm. that it it diffuses any sense that maybe you were supposed to find that cool. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it, it, I don't know if I'm explaining it well. I just just I give his stuff a shot. Mm-hmm. I think probably the easy, the most palatable one. He directed a romantic comedy called uh, "I Found Out I'm a." I think it's something along the lines I found out I'm a cyborg and that's okay. <laughs> that sounds I, like a cool I movie. Can't, I can't find it anywhere. Yeah, uh, but of the ones I've seen, I think probably. Um, Sympathy for Mr. Vengeance is the easiest to Old Boy's the most famous and I that movie's amazing. Mm-hmm. Um 
and obviously Stoker's in English. Yeah. So that might also be. I've heard good things about Stoker. I remember a trailer coming out. I was like, oh. Yeah. I, you know what? Out. I didn't. Um, I wasn't in. I didn't care. And then I caught it like on HBO or something. Mm-hmm. And I, I was really impressed with it. That's cool. But that was that was the thing I watched this week. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, I do have to say one more movie. <gasps> it's called Sadako versus Gaiku. Ring versus Grudge. Yeah. Got to see it. And oh my God. So much fun. <laughs> the movie is fully aware of how stupid the concept is. That's it's so awesome. aware. Basically, you get a ring movie. Yeah. Uh, like a not watered down, but just a uh, abridged yeah. version of it. And also, in in the Japanese ring, it's not seven days, it's two days. And you watch, cool. like, that's how it works. Much quicker. And you can't transfer it. You can't transfer the curse. Also, they refer to the oh, curse. Oh, so if you see the tape, you're just done for. Yep. Whoops. And they try to, like, uh, oh, sorry, I almost spoiled something but you'll see the movie anyways but then what's the point of how does how do other people see it i i think maybe in the other movies it works they can transform that way oh but just not this one not this one they're like it's basically they just want to fuck over as many people as possible and then they uh what do they do uh oh and then you got a grudge movie running alongside of it like a new girl moves into town and she lives right next to the grudge house and it's kind of like trying to pull her in and you got the cat boy and you Uh got the girl going uh, you got everything um and there's just so many funny elements in it because they introduce this blind girl, this blind like 10 year old who's accompanied by this like witch boy and the witch mm-hmm. boy like he's like 20 something and he always will like move his, he puts like two fingers out and he like puts it in like the cross formation really fast like yeah. and he like whistles with it because he, and it just adds like this weird comedy to it because no one, the, he's not even taking it seriously when he's doing it yeah. and he is the one who always introduces the dumbest concepts and the movie runs with it and he's like that's amazing when they try to get rid of the ring curse he's like guess you're gonna have to fight a ghoul and i was <laughs> like what it's like why was that the answer <laughs> and he's like yeah, yeah we're gonna need to find a bigger ghoul yeah. <laughs> and he's like i think uh the i think that one house is here that one haunted house is like let's go look and he gets there and like he, he hears the boy meowing yeah and they're right at the threshold of the door so they're not inside so once you walk inside you're cursed yeah uh so he grabs a rock and he does his he like uh. there's like a curse on it and he bounces the rock down the hallway of the house and it bounces around the walls and then it hits the kid in the face and he runs away like meowing and it's like oh my god what the fuck is this movie and at the end like one girl gets cursed by the grudge another girl's cursed by the ring and he's like i guess you're gonna need to go in the house and you're gonna need to watch the ring tape huh and it was like what wait why do they both have to do it like they're like we're gonna make them fight over you see they're gonna fight and then they'll cancel each other out it's like Huh. I don't. Okay. I just, uh, and <laughs> shit goes like, and like stuff doesn't go right, and yeah. eventually starts to freak out, and he's like, I guess we're gonna have to sacrifice one of you. It's like, wait, why? Like, why is it going so bad? <laughs> like, it's, he's always like, this guy, I guess I gotta do this thing. And he, the word curse and ghoul mm-hmm. are used so just much. so freely in yeah. that movie in sentences it's like no no no. we're gonna need your ghoul and your ghoul to fight your curse and your curse and then we can go and cancel out those ghouls and like man um i can't i, I don't and it's shot by like universal so it's yeah. very well made yeah like everything is top notch when it comes to like special effects and like there's cool elements in the fight it's and like if you guys are going into the movie and you're expecting like a big fight between the ring and the grudge think about those movies yeah. those characters do not get in fist fights with each other like yeah. with anybody so it's like it's more of like them tormenting each other and like kind of fucking with each other with their like respective powers, which is fun. Yeah. But it's short lived. It's more of like you get a ring and a grudge movie, and at the end, like 
you get a mixture of the both. That's something that one that sounds amazing, and I want to see it. It is so much fun. Uh, yeah. And two, people that complain about like, oh man, it was labeled this fight, and you you didn't get that much of it. It's like, did you expect like just two hours of people beating the shit out of each other? Is yeah. that the movie you wanted? Like Batman v Superman? They only fought for like. 30 minutes of the movie. Uh-huh. That's how long... What are you talking about? <laughs> hey, that was shorter than that. It and was it, shorter and than And that, it was but... after two hours. <laughs> um, uh, but uh, I love that our, like, desire to just throw characters against each other and see them fight has permeated other countries. Yes, and, like, other just genres. It's like, wait, why... J-horror. Why J-horror? Why? Why are they fighting? But they, I love it because they're very aware. Oh, my God. And there's also, like, fun things where you're like... If, what if this happened with this curse? Like, they do it in there, yeah. and at the end you're like, oh, shit. It's a horrible idea. That's an awful, awful idea. And uh, I think a guy refers to the, these curses because he brings up, like, the tape, the house, and then, like, three other things. And he's like, yeah, these are cultural memes. And he talks about memes a lot. And he mm-hmm. uses the word memes. And I'm like, I can't take this. Fuck no. it. He's like, this is, this is a professor that teaches about yeah. the memes. spirits. Yeah. About, like, evil spirits. And I'm like... I don't know what school these guys are going to. There's no way that this is a real class. Anyways, that movie was what we ended on, and yeah. I was like, fuck yeah. yeah. That is such a good movie. I can't wait for that to come out because we're, we all had to go see it. And it's like, <laughs> it's kind of like in Marvel movies where people are cheering because when they, like when like something happens, like the the ring girl, like, you know, she can control her hair a little bit. Yeah. She, like, she grabs, like, the boy, and you're like, oh, cool. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, get her. Come on, get her. And it's so cool. <laughs> I want to see, I'm trying to see if I can find the when the American release date is for it. Oh man, it's so good. It's so stupidly good. I can't wait for it to come out. But those that are sounds amazing. When do you think we'll get uh The Ring versus Grudge versus Freddy versus Jason? I cannot wait for that movie. I don't uh, think we have any more like monsters to like mash up, but I could be wrong. You don't have I'll always any, find more. Hey, you could have Freddy versus Jason versus Michael Myers versus the other face versus True. Ash from the Evil. There was a comic that was Freddy versus Jason versus at versus Ash of the Evil uh in the Evil Dead. They, who wins? I, I don't know. I didn't read the comic. <gasps> I'm sorry. <sighs> I know I'm Tarzan sorry. and Planet of the Apes is crossing over right now. It says its release date was September. You know what? Maybe it um maybe it premiered it, maybe its American premiere was at Fantastic Fest because it says uh release date September twenty fifth, twenty sixteen. Huh? We'll have to take a look and see if that's in a theater near you. Because it is very good. I can't recommend that damn movie enough. Was there anything else that we watched this weekend? Maybe? I will say watch Hentai Common 2. It's basically, it's Spider-Man in Japan. Mm-hmm. But instead of spider powers, he rubs uh, women's panties on his face. And uh-huh. He becomes Pervert Man. But he looks like Spider-Man. And Hentai Common 2 is Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 2 to a T. Wow. They even go to New York and like his mom is one of those women who like tie people up, you know, for like sexual reasons. Got it. So he can throw rope out of his hands to like swing around the town like that. It's amazing. And at the end, there's a tease of like black goo following after him. And you're like, yes, I can't wait for a hentai common three. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. Was there anything else that we watched this weekend? Maybe. Oh, I'm trying to think if there was any. Was there a thing? Was there anything that like. We sat down. Yeah. And watched for oh, what is that 12 hours 12 hours maybe add a little bit more when netflix decided to fucking crap <laughs> out on yeah. us jesus christ like on luke cage yeah on luke cage it was on episode four and we we're like we were going on. on episode four we had just started that was not fair for like an hour yeah 
That wasn't Ooh. fair. And then we had a little technical difficulty with our stream, but yes. we fixed we that. We fixed that a lot quicker, oh. Netflix. What the hell do you think that is? What are we talking about? Oh, it's Luke Cage. Sorry, <laughs> I had one coming. I thought I'd capitalize on it. Yeah, if you guys didn't check it out on SourceFed Nerd, we did a full live stream, Cage All Day. Hashtag Cage All Day. Cage All Day. Those tweets still exist mm-hmm. from the whole day. All day. You know... uh, we're going to start, obviously, spoiler-free. Mm-hmm. I will say, the other than that hour, that mm-hmm. it it started off, like it took it took me a minute as a viewer. I don't know if this was the fault of the show. I thought the show was still good. Mm-hmm. To get into like the, the right mind space. Mm-hmm. But by the end, I, I was still in it. I was still good. I think the only time that was kind of like with these Netflix shows, we've done it four times now, mm-hmm. that by the end I was like, okay. It's time to be over. Was the first season of Daredevil? It's yeah, like, no. All right. If you watched us during that first live stream of Daredevil, we were like, "No, it uh, has to be over now." Yeah. You've stretched this story out for far too long. <laughs> there's no other story. Just fight Kingpin yeah. and move on. There's nothing. <laughs> there's nothing else you can say. But Jessica Jones, freaking awesome. Yeah, Daredevil much. season two, freaking awesome. And Luke Cage, freaking awesome. It was awesome. Did That's, you did you get that? Yes, yes. I agree. Also, mm-hmm. think it was freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. There I, was from the characters, yes. from the set design, the cinematography, yes. the music. Mm-hmm. Holy crap! We'll get to that in a little bit. But uh, and what else? Just and the acting, the caliber of acting from acting everybody really on good. this, yep. not just Luke Cage, Misty Knight, yes, uh, Claire Temple, Ros- Rosario Dawson. Uh, did anyone? Uh, Diamondback. Oh, um. Uh, Stokes, Cottonmouth, yeah. yep. even Diamondback, like uh, yep. everybody, everybody it was top, top, top tier. Like mm-hmm. normally, I was I was reading a review that talked about this. How they talk about like a lot of the Marvel Netflix shows have a couple ringers, like a couple like oh that guy, they got that guy. Usually for the hero and the villain, mm-hmm. this was one of those they got that guy and this lady and this guy and this lady, mm-hmm. and it's just like oh, the whole Mariah? Time, yeah, yes. the whole <laughs> whole cast was stacked. Real quick, spoiler free. Mm-hmm. Who was your favorite character? Uh, I think Misty Knight. Misty Knight? Yeah. I think Misty Knight. You know, and I might just be saying this just so I don't take your answer because Misty Knight was pretty fantastic. Uh-huh. Weirdly enough, not getting spoilers, but it's almost as much her show as it is Luke Cage. Yes. Agreed. Um, I think for me, and she's always a standout, but I think this was the, I feel like this is the most she's gotten to do in yes. any of the shows. Um, uh, Claire Temple. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Dawson. It's Claire Temple. I think she might Beautiful. have been my favorite character. Yes. Mm-hmm. And she's a badass. And they like her opening scene is great. Spoiler free, so I won't say it until after the spoiler. Mm-hmm. But her opening, her introduction to the show is amazing. And her rapport with every single one of the characters yeah. that she introduces or she she encounters from Misty. Like theirs is super complicated, yep. but it's it's they're introduced and then they get into it, and by the end, you really like you understand each other. Yep. Like and but her kind of weirdly like relationship-esque relationship with but what what am i saying <laughs> no like marriage-esque relationship yeah. with luke cage is what i'm trying to say yeah but like not i'm not saying spoilers i'm just saying yeah, they're they so don't get married uh, they're so <laughs> like symbiotic with how they just like speak to each other it's yeah. like ping pong ping pong yeah. like they, and they're always keeping each other in check ping pong ding dong uh, ping pong ding dong yes they're very they're very much uh feel like a married couple when they discuss talk to each other and i like that a lot but also mike coulter like he deserves a lot of praise for this yeah. movie, for this show because he oh my god he goes over around and all down the roller coaster and everything like his story doesn't become stagnant no <laughs> this is definitely a slower 
show in the beginning yeah. to like build, but I think by episode seven. Yeah. No, I think sooner than that it starts to pick up for me. But by episode seven, it's like a bullet, like out of for the... me. And and again, I'm not going to do spoilers. For me, I no, you know what we'll get into. I want to say my favorite episode was probably episode five still, mm-hmm. but I won't. We'll get into that mm-hmm. in a minute. Um, I will say that I think the show genetically shares more in common with Jessica Jones. Yes. And that there's the central concept and then they've pretty much explored every angle of that concept by the 13th episode. They break apart like how Luke's powers work, how they would function in a world like this, how a person like that would be viewed by his um his culture mm-hmm. um and how, other cultures and other cultures and how and how that community that he lives in would deal with this person how like they they break down all the angles which reminded me a lot of jessica jones like you had like this one central conceit and they just kept breaking it down into new permutations which you have to yeah but they do it in a way that doesn't seem like they're milking it yeah it feels like this is how the story would naturally go yeah as opposed to like daredevil it's like oh there's ninjas and he can't sense them why don't fucking worry about it yeah you know what i mean here's electra yeah exactly (laughs) No, it's it's a little those that Daredevil is a little bit sloppier. Not to say that we don't enjoy that show. Yeah, I enjoy. I just recently rewatched Daredevil season two, and I still really enjoy it. Mm-hmm. It's just definitely the the it, it's definitely a superhero show. Yeah, and, and that's okay. Yeah, that's totally fine. Whereas mm-hmm. uh, Jessica Jones and Luke Cage, while they are technically part of the superhero genre, have kind of a different. They're doing a little something different. Kind of transcended a little bit yeah, into it, it other is, types of. It's weird to think about. What is that? A yawn? <laughs> oh, is that a coffee yawn? Mm-hmm. Um, you know those coffee yawns. Yeah. Uh, they. It's. It is interesting that they're the most grounded. It'll be interesting how. See, I, I'm imagining Iron Fist is probably going to edge a little bit closer to Daredevil. Well, okay, so Daredevil, like you said, is more of a superhero show, but jessica jones deals with rape culture and it deals with yeah. well also it's got it's its first female-led yes. property yep. so it also is dealing with that about being a woman in today's society but also this one deals with what it's like to be a black man or any yeah. um, person of color in today's society but most of all being black because yeah. they also touch on trayvon martin like malcolm yep. x uh every altercation that's happened with a police officer and i, I saw a quote uh from the showrunner he said i'll never not like watching a bulletproof bulletproof black man on the screen like he's like it's just so inspiring and like heart like uh not heartwarming what is it it's um it's like uh yeah you guys see what i'm doing you guys see him at home he's yeah he's pointing to his heart yeah he's like like, it's inspiring yeah yeah there's another word for it yeah uplifting there that's close that's closer to what i was thinking of well because it deals a lot just not you know there's obviously and we don't need to get too much into this, but obviously there's the police violence going on in our culture today, but also back in the nineties of the gang violence, like mm-hmm. the idea of, of not having guns be able to hurt you, especially in that culture, in that community is meaningful. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And it, and it's definitely, uh, I believe that I'm going to double check, uh, this real quick to make sure I'm pronouncing the right, but the, um, the creator, he's a smart guy. The, uh, the, the showrunner, yeah, the showrunner is a is a smart dude. The sh- it's it's a um, it, but you know what the other cool thing, yeah, Chio Coker, mm-hmm. uh, who worked on uh, Notorious, the the Biggie movie. I've heard good things, uh, and he was also a um, he was also a uh, uh, hip hop journalist before that. That's cool. Yeah, and um, I guess yeah, he's a he wrote he wrote Notorious, um. My chair is loud. It's a loud chair. 
squeaky chairs. How squeaky much chairs. Can it make when I'm just trying to uh, set up? <laughs> yeah, I lost my train of thought. But point is, it's oh the, the other thing I like about it. So you've got those real world things that it's talking about that other superhero properties aren't really in a position to discuss because that's the important just, part just like they're just, not in a position to talk about that. Yeah, yeah and just like jessica jones weirdly enough like we still don't have a marvel uh, uh female-led superhero movie we have not yet gotten our marvel uh person of color superhero movie mm-hmm. led by that it's netflix the netflix series first jessica jones uh luke cage you know the but Luke Cage is also I feel like the most unapologetic about its comic book influences. Mm-hmm. Like Daredevil, like took the whole first season to get to his costume, mm-hmm. and any any of that stuff. Like Luke Cage was like, no, we, who? Chio Coker was like, no, I love the comics. No, I love. Yeah, it. we're yeah. gonna like we're, we're gonna have an homage to that goofy ass nineteen seventies costume with the yellow blouse and the tiara. Yeah, and the gauntlets and the chain for a belt. Like yeah, he, he gonna, had everything. The whole thing. We're mm. gonna we're gonna throw out uh, uh, the nicknames to Power Man. Like there are definitely gonna be music cues that are ripped straight from black exploitation films. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Some of the lines of dialogue could could literally have been lifted from nineteen seventies comics. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And uh, so I love that even so even when some of that is kind of clunky, mm-hmm. the exuberance with which it's embraced makes it enjoyable. Like and it, the damn actors who are saying the damn yeah. lines, they're like they uh, I have to look up. I want to get all the actors names correct because they the, the Stokes to Stokes and Black and Mariah, that villain like duo, just seeing them interact in the first couple episodes, they you get this weird like like. Kind of, they're both like leeches they're both like mm-hmm. like just sucking the life out of harlem and they're like using people as much as they can but also at the same time they're using each other in different at like different aspects okay here are, here are the uh actors also shout out to shades that's theo yeah. rossi he was awesome but alfrey uh woodard, woodard uh and oh zip was great as well um yeah, you love zip zip was great i don't care what anybody says i love him uh where is he where is he where is he uh Marshala Ali. Marshala yeah. Ali. He played Cottonmouth. And then Eric Larray Harvey played Diamondback. Yep. Which was really cool. And he's uh been on Boardwalk Empire. Yes. That's uh, what somebody was saying. And yeah. he pl- looked the part perfectly. Yes. Also, I want to point something out when we get into spoilers. I'll say it right up right when we get into there. But I think I'm ready for spoilers. How are you? I think I am too. Yeah. All okay, right. so this is your if you Please do come back after you've watched the series and join us for the spoiler part of the conversation. Mm-hmm. But if you have not yet watched it and you don't want to be spoiled, now's the time to leave. Ready and go. I love you. I, I like there is a point where uh, Black Mariah and Cottonmouth are talking and they're like, have you tried to poison him? Have you tried to drown him? And then Diamondback's like, go ahead and make a suit that just punches hard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, ah, oh, man, like. Well, that brings me to a question I wanted to ask you, but because of the way the show plays out, it was it, it was important to ask you after the spoiler thing. Mm. Who's your favorite villain? We we already talked about who our favorite character was. Who is your favorite villain? Because this th- there's not the show is not want for villains. Mm-hmm. They and I like that they save some at the end. They're like yeah. these these people aren't gone. Like I miss Kilgrave. I'm gonna miss Kilgrave a lot, but yeah. like I understand why he died at the end of Jessica Jones, but. The, I think Cottonmouth. I like Black Mariah yeah. a lot because she. We were talking about how she had such a complete arc of her yes. like turning into a horrible human being because yeah. she already was one. But then she embraces it by the end of it. Yeah. 
Oh, man. I feel like she delivered on the idea that they were trying to do with Kingpin in season one better than that. Yeah. Because the King, they, they talked about the creators behind Daredevil season one wanted it to be like the origin of Kingpin. Mm-hmm. But he was already pretty much a kind boss. Like there wasn't like. He wasn't becoming it. Yeah. yeah. Whereas, whereas I didn't know what was going on with. Because I understood that Black Mariah was supposed to be. Like she was marketed as one of the bad guys. Yeah. But you get to the first episode and you're like, eh, she's not really that bad. Like she's not good. She's, she's a piece of most, shit. Mostly yeah. her, of her, most of her badness comes from her interactions with her cousin who was mm-hmm. caught in mouth. And I didn't know what they were doing with her. Mm-hmm. And then as the, episode seven, which is the big dividing mark for a lot of people, it seems. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, that people don't like it? or Yeah, we actually got a lot of tweets from people that were like, I was I was down with the show until episode seven, and then I stopped liking it. Really? And, um, because, again, spoilers, uh, the, the, the big twist happens. Cottonmouth has been advertised to us as the big bad. He's the – he's – we've – perceived him as the main villain and then he gets chucked out a window and stomped to death by black mariah <laughs> yeah like oh my god but yeah. also kind of like he's being a horrible i mean he's already a human horrible human being but now he's like it's to the max yeah yeah, yeah. he he's he says something that is not only not very tasteful and not very um sympathetic but also just awful 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 mm-hmm. to black mariah and i'm not gonna say he has it coming in that moment mm-hmm. but um he might, he might have. Yeah, my had, he might, might have had it coming. Might have had it coming. But I think he was my favorite villain just because of, like, I like the, just the delivery and, yeah. like, the the power he had. Even when he was losing power because yeah. of Luke Cage, it was just, like, he still is unhinged. When he grabs Tone, Tome? Yeah. Uh, his, Tome, his I think. right-hand man. Yeah, he and he, a- like, in a continuous shot, it can, you kind of hide a cut in there yeah. in the shadows. But, like, it basically in one shot grabs him and throws him off the roof onto a car and kills him. It's yeah. like... Oh yeah. boy! Well, and he did a really good job playing him as, as somebody that was kind of like, and this kind of got informed uh, when you got flashbacks uh, of him in that episode mm. uh, when he died. Um, <laughs> of just he's kind of arrested development as a teenager. He never quite learned how to like because he's never he always laughs a little too much, mm-hmm. especially in an intense which situation. I loved. Yeah. yeah, like when he as soon as he like basically goes over the line, he just laughs it off. Yeah, mm-hmm. and. uh and he did a really good job with that. For me, I really like what they did with Black Mariah. I'm glad that they she is still around at the end of the at the end of the season because I think there's a lot of cool things they could do with her. I desperately want to see her wheeling and dealing with Wilson Fisk. I yeah. think they would get along or mm. not get along. I think they they their dynamic would be interesting. My favorite villain though had to be Shades. Yes, he was so cool. He was the only villain that seemed to know what the fuck he was doing uh-huh. and like how often do you see that in the show like he yeah. actually like even when he didn't he handled his business in a way that a human being would yeah. handle their business like and top of their intelligence too yeah and i think it, you really got the sense theo rossi did a really good job you really got the sense that it's like he's not the one in charge because he's not dumb enough to think he should be the one in charge mm-hmm. like he realizes that there's kind of more he has more leverage being the guy behind the guy mm-hmm. than being the guy. Yeah. You know she, I mean? he, he directs the per- like the puppet. And also that fucking scene where Zip was supposed to kill him uh-huh. and he's able to like outdo those guys was so fucking cool. It was because he was – no, like no, I'm like, no, Shade's not dying like this. He's not. And it was such a cool scene, just the elevator <laughs> moving and the camera just following yep. it. It was so cool. But I think a lot of people had a problem with it because they really like Cottonmouth. Yeah. And they, and they kind of wanted a different payoff from that. And also Diamondback – is a different threat. Mm. Diamondback, I, I think, was it's it's interesting because he's very personally tied to Luke Cage, 
but he's always more the because the first time we see him, the first time we ever interact with him, he's the first guy to actually hurt Cage, which was so cool. Yeah, and so that's they didn't. I think at that point, um, the more schemer villain was becoming Black Mariah once mm. Cottonmouth left the scene. And also, I kind of wonder if people just don't like. I'm starting to get the impression by some audience, like the general audience, that they just don't like surprises. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like don't... actual like risk to take that, to mm-hmm. do something like that in a show. And you kind of have to respect it because it, for the most part, it paid off. Like yeah. Diamondback, that there were problems, there were problems with him. He was, he was uh, like this weird looming threat, which was kind of fun. Yeah. But if you had Luke talking more about this friend he had growing up. Yeah. And then you met him, like you saw that it would mean so much more to the audience because they're like, oh shit, like both these, this, these two people yeah. are the same. But if you handle it in the right way, we wouldn't be able to figure out that they are. Yeah. And like, it would mean a lot more. Yeah. I do kind of wish they'd fleshed out. They they did a pretty serviceable job fleshing out uh, Diamondback and Luke Cage's past relationship. Mm-hmm. And it me- it's a film? shitty, like it's a yeah. good origin. And uh, they, they, Diamondback's still around. The doctor that made Luke Cage is working on, which I thought the cool thing that I realized from that is the doctor that made Luke Cage, also an alum from The Wire, mm-hmm. um, points out that perhaps the X Factor and Luke Cage becoming Luke Cage, because they've been trying that experiment on a bunch of people and it hadn't worked, but the X Factor might have been Luke Cage's genetics. Mm-hmm. Uh, Diamondback has some of the, at least half the same genetics as Luke Cage, so yeah. it's like he's the perfect test subject. Damn. So we can explore some maybe that dynamic a little bit more in a, with a little bit more nuance, maybe in a hypothetical season two. Maybe in Defenders too. Like there's a yeah, chance. Yeah, I don't know because I, I still have that theory because there's that big hand in the in the uh, uh, it's probably, the, probably the, the, hand. the 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 um, Defenders Comic Con promo, promo. Yeah. Uh, and also <laughs> the, they seem to be the only th- the hand seems to be the only threat big enough at least in sheer numbers Mm -hmm. to have to have those that team together but it would be interesting if the hand recruits maybe they use their hand you brought this up on the on the in the stream like maybe they use their hand voodoo to bring Kilgrave back oh my god that'd be so cool it'd be so cool but also the dumbest thing they could possibly but i would i said it would be really cool to have like a hannibal lecter type mask on him and they like they're like okay we're gonna like let it loose and like it just doesn't work at all like he just immediately like has everyone like killing themselves like uh, killing each other which would be kind of cool like you see the hand and the defenders all kind of like turning on each other then you have someone with an arrow high above like kill him again it's like oh well shit you tried huh yeah (laughs) i mean i would like that that's the fanboy in me but uh luke throughout the entire series was really strong sorry coolest moment Method Man was in the show, yeah, and he was just, and it like wasn't heavy handed, but it was like that's wait, that's him, like yeah. he's actually in the show, and, and they d- released the song, yeah, and he does that song, and, they, and you just tell me right before he did this that they released it, it's like it's a cool song, it is, yeah, they they I think they took out the Trayvon line, I think, or maybe that was oh. something that was said later. I might have my it might be mixed up. I did yeah. watch twelve hours of TV yesterday, yeah. so it's kind of blurring together. Do you have a favorite episode and maybe a least favorite episode? And I said that. It, just realizing that it all kind of bleeds together. Mm-hmm. I think page. the the funeral episode was a little bit slow. It was a okay. little bit slow. The one where they for pops the, for pop. the memorial for man pops. and pop was amazing. Yeah. I miss him a lot. I actually liked the, the what was it uh, 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 the chess guy. <coughs> His name is a pun off of um, Bobby Fish. Bobby, so it's Bobby Fish. Yeah, I actually really like Bobby Fish. I do too. He was a lot of fun. But pop was just like yeah, he's pop. Yeah, 
He's pumped. They did a good job selling like his importance to the community mm-hmm. and also kind of setting up like Luke Cage being on a path to become the new version of this guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I for me that was actually my favorite episode because I just like the, that it was, was the episode good. where they were where he's that's where the show started to really click for me because mm-hmm. he's just running errands for people like it felt like heroes for hire yeah like because because uh, Cottonmouth's like hey go fuck up these people's lives was it the and episode tell him it's Luke Cage's fault and so he has to go get that ring back for uh-huh. the girl and like help out that stripper who was roughed up and it's just him running around fixing problems around town you is know? that the same episode do I have it backwards then. There was an episode before that where it was like he wasn't doing anything yet, but he was still mourning Pop. I don't know. Maybe that was episode like three or four. Well, yeah, Pop dies at episode two. two. Yeah. So that could have been three or four. Yeah. Again, so, like we said. Yeah. We can't really remember. But it was more of those earlier episodes. Favorite episode, though, I think the episode seven's pretty up there and episode eight. But I think I like the reveal of Reva being in on it the yeah. entire time and was that just there sucks. to study him. Yes. It fucking it sucks. Sucks. It sucks. God, there's so many women he that are using Luke yeah. Cage. To be fair, he does get the women. He does. Yeah. He but goes out to coffee. He gets to, he gets to go out for coffee. I love that line yeah. in the last episode. He's yeah, like, I was, I was going to get some hot coffee. Yeah, and he, or like when he's talking to Claire yeah. about like, was he like Colombian or something like that? Yeah. And he's like describing, he's like, that I was think Cuban. I think Cuban, Cuban, Cuban. Sorry, yeah. sorry. And he's uh, talking about like the boldness or the mm-hmm. blend. And, you, yeah. and like, she's like, that's the cheesiest thing ever. But she like plays into it. I'm too. I'm like, oh, they're gone. Yeah. They yeah and then he gets picked up. And goes but also that ending, it's like, fuck. Yeah. It's, 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 that's so shitty. Yeah. Like, but it plays out in ways that make complete sense. Yeah. So wait, we're left with. Bobby Fish has the file on Luke Cage, so I don't yes. know what they can do with that well, exactly. Let's hold on to that thought ah. real quick to figure out where we're going to go next. Ah. Uh, for me, I think the episode that didn't quite click for me and I wanted to like it was the origin episode. For if him being in prison, Luke Cage in prison. Oh, you didn't like that one? It felt a little maybe too heightened mm-hmm. to exist in the same Maybe movie. that's the episode I'm thinking of then. It was it's, really nothing happens to him. Well, because he, he's under the rubble. Yeah. Which, by the way, with a rocket launcher, he got a rocket launcher to the face. Anyway, yeah. um, and I don't know, just the, the amount of hair he had in prison. I like that. And and the, and the fact that he met Reva in prison. Uh, it, it's cool how that played out, but at the time I was like, did he? I mean, he could have met her before or after like he could have it does pay pay off later with yeah. the, when he, they meet the doctor again. and also the introduction of him being a cop in the past felt a little weird to me for some reason i you can't like quite that? yeah mm-hmm. i just it, it felt like too like in line with like he was a hero before and then he was becoming a hero again like it i don't know mm-hmm. it, it i i enjoyed it i like yeah. the little changes and whatnot to his origin i like I squabbles it, i don't work i mean like squabbles to his hand he did. He That's did. not cool. Poor squabbles. Uh-huh. So, other quick question I want to ask you: What was your favorite like cameo or reference to? Because we got Hammer Tech. Well, really, a lot of Hammer Tech. Yeah, a yeah. lot of Hammer Tech. Fucking Hammer Tech. Uh, I did like Cottonmouth's suit, looking like straight from the comics. Yes, it is his costume. Yeah, uh, we got. Um, I think my favorite because uh, it, it felt just the most organic. It just felt, it, they did a good job of making the world feel like the world. I think of the shows, this was the one that made it most feel like, oh, these people exist in a world together. Yeah. Uh, was Trish Talk at the, at the that beginning. That was cool. Of, I think uh, I was running to the bathroom when that happened. Oh no, yeah. you missed Trish Talk. It was, mm-hmm. it was cool. Um, trying to be Harlem's Captain America. What was your favorite like, Chuck uh, Barrett the, was in there? The kid who was selling the incident tapes on nice. the street. I thought yeah. that was really cool. It's like, 
Yeah, you know what? If I missed Aliens Invading, like I might buy that. Yeah, off the right. I would like to 100%. know. One hundred percent. I mean, also probably be on the internet, but like yeah. it would be cool to have that kind of footage. Yeah. And like the guy ran out there with a four K camera yeah, to record Luke Cage fighting. Like that footage is probably not going to be as impressive as the event footage, but uh, cool anyway. Yeah, cool. Also, no reference to uh, wasn't it, wasn't Harlem the town that Hulk broke in the Incredible Hulk? I think a lot of people. I think Marvel itself is trying to forget that, even yeah. though they're they're not, but they are. But like, but actually, Daredevil's the one that had the newspaper up yep. from the Hulk. So that's confusing. Yeah. But I think one mention would have been okay. They're like, one strong dude's enough, right? Also, a uh, great moment, and this will segue to your earlier question, uh, Claire Temple learning self-defense classes from Colleen Wing. Hey! Colleen Wing and Misty Knight team up, and they're the heroes for uh, you know what? I was thinking about that. What if the Heroes for Hire series isn't Luke Cage and Iron Fist, but a spinoff with Misty Knight and Colleen Wing? I'm fine with that. Yeah. I'd be really happy with that, actually. Yeah. But I think you have to have them kind of sp- sprinkle in. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like Luke Cage was in Jessica Jones. Mm-hmm. Uh, so. And Misty but, Knight at the end with her, uh, like her hair teased out all big. You're looking straight from the comics at the end, too. That was great. Mm-hmm. Um, again, that, that just that unabashed love for like just enjoying even the cornier aspects of it mm-hmm. and just saying, no, we still love this. If you love it, you love it. Mm-hmm. You can't try and like tease it out from the stuff that like might be a little bit dated. You, you just embrace it all, you know? Mm-hmm. So like you're saying, Luke Cage gets picked up at the end. It's picked up at the end, but the, the reveal has the, has the folder, but the reveal that shades got to Candace that had the evidence to like put black Mariah away yeah. and make everything right and help Luke Cage out. It's like, mm-mm. yeah, nope. Shades is one step ahead. Yeah. I did think that was a little bit, that was the only moment where I felt like Misty Knight's kind of dumb. For like, losing her j- phone? J- for not going back and getting her phone. But like, I mean, like, hold on. There was a fight between Cottonmouth and... Yeah, I know. But she kinda, I, it was just Luke one of those Cage. that I was like, I, I, I don't know if that writing makes Misty Knight look the best. Uh, and that, just there, Just yeah. comparatively, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Especially how like on it she was the rest of the show. Mm-hmm. I loved her scenes where she'd remember like she'd experience things yeah, over her again. her mind palace was very uh, reminiscent of um, Hannibal. Ooh. Yeah, the the uh, the main investigator after Hannibal, whose name I always fucking forget the second I start talking about Hannibal, uh, he would do a similar thing. Mm. Yeah. So where do you think we go from here? Well, I think... It's going to be a little confusing in Defenders because they have to like, I think we were talking about like who would unite them and it would be uh, Claire. It'd be Claire. And she'd be like, well, there's one guy you should probably use. And they have to go down to like, was it uh, Georgia? That's where it is. Uh, that's yeah, where that's where he's is. supposed to be taken. I don't know. If, is he going to be like held in New York for a minute till they figure that out? They were out? going over like, the bridge, so yeah. I feel like he's out of New York. Yeah, that 13-hour drive that they took twice in that, uh, in that yeah. 13 episode season. Yeah, exactly. Um, What's up? Nothing. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so I'm thinking Luke Cage. They they have those. They have that documents to mm-hmm. to that prove Luke Cage is innocent. Mm-hmm. But they still have probably have to go through all the rigmarole mm-hmm. of the trial. True. Which intro Matt Murdock? They kept teasing him. They yeah. kept teasing. Him. I would have also liked to have seen Jessica Jones in this series. Yeah. It wouldn't have taken any like like thing away from him yeah i think they're saving that that reintroduction for the defenders and dealing with the drama of their which would be cool relationship and obviously they're still there because luke cage is in prison so he's not gonna be showing up on iron fist mm-hmm. uh so they're probably saving that for for the defenders as well that first interaction i'm excited but so 
we knew Claire was probably going to show up in Iron Fist because we're taking lessons from Colleen Wing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Luke Cage is probably going to hook up with the other defenders because of Matt Murdock defending him. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And we got Iron Fist coming out next uh, next week. We got him next week. Yeah. yeah, we're going to do another 13-hour stream. Yeah. Thank God. But uh, we actually got some tweets from you guys. Yes. Friend of the show, Jason <gasps> Inman. He's our favorite. At Jawin. <gasps> Right. I thought the cinematography and shot composition was high above Daredevil and Jessica Jones. Your thoughts? <coughs> Agreed. That's what I was trying to say. Yes. I think even though we kind of uh, shit on a little bit from time to time, I think cinematically the first season of Daredevil is probably the best. In the intro. In the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. But, it doesn't um, really follow through. I do think this is definitely the most unique. This this Luke Cage does not feel like not only any other Netflix show, mm-hmm. any of the other Marvel Netflix shows, but any of the Marvel movies. It definitely has its own it has like flavor. A, it's like when you're watching it, it's like this cool tapestry that you could almost reach out and touch. Like yeah. you could, it feels like you can go to a place like this yeah. because it, they tried to capture a real place yeah. with the supernatural being there. Yeah. But that place is still like, still exists. I also love the way like Method Man talked about like, hey man, you know, I thought it was crazy too. Mm-hmm. The whole bullets bounce off him, but I saw it because like that's how people would re- you'd hear about it and you're like ah maybe mm-hmm. you know what I mean. And it's not until you see it you're like oh shit this guy's bulletproof. Mm-hmm. And I love it like in his like little freestyle he mentions Iron Man, but I was like thinking about it, I was like oh yeah this Method Man is in the world the where the Iron, Iron Man <laughs> this is cool yeah this is awesome. But uh, I agree with you, Jason. Love to have you on again. <gasps> you're a nice guy. Boy, listen to Geek History Lesson. I, I was on there. I talked about Flashpoint. Yes. Uh, little hiccup. Uh, Miruna uh-huh. at TV Freak in a Box, like the name. Can we please have a spinoff of Claire and Misty kicking butt, please? And thank you. Claire showing up in like a Heroes for Hire with Colleen Wing. Yeah. That'd be kind of fun, That'd too. That'd be really cool. That'd mm-hmm. be really cool. I like that their dynamic was fraught to begin with, but they became friends. I liked it. Yeah. A White Tiger was also mentioned in Jessica, Jessica Jones, Jones yeah. which would be really cool. That would cool. be really cool. Um, Robert Gonzalez at Rob underscore G14. I thought Luke Cage was a great show, and it had some some of the greatest villains in the MCU. Agreed. I, you know, again, I think Shades and Black Mariah, I'm really excited to see where that goes, because I think, and also some of the most grounded. Yes. Because obviously, Kilgrave, while his behavior is very human, what the reason he is the way he is is because of his crazy ability mm-hmm. and wilson fisk was always a little bit heightened yeah uh, he's his baby crying voice <laughs> is a little much season two though he's he better terrifying yeah he is much better yeah. uh, uh aaron yeah. edistat at totaling kong total total kong yeah. uh loved the style it brought to the mcu was always engaged with its fast-paced story but never matched the emotion of jessica jones i do for me jessica jones is still top of the heap mm-hmm. but this is incredibly close in my eyes they're tied there and it's like a close race because sometimes i'm like well this man this 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 there were just so many top-notch actors and the story never quit and also nobody that's the upstairs neighbor no upstairs neighbor the closest was scarf yeah he was out but he got better and then was out of there to be even a problem later in the show so yeah i still i really liked the bonding scene between him and misty knight where they're talking about the celtics Mm-hmm. I'm called the Celtics. Kel- uh, yeah. uh, uh, now I don't know yeah, Celtics. Yeah. Celtics that's, what yeah. that's the way you say it. Uh, we got another tweet here from Jake Grossman at Jake G41. <laughs> A little coffee wrote that in there. Mm-hmm. Love the de- development of Mariah and Misty, both very different characters, 
by the end of the show. Yep. Yes. Very true. Misty's so cool. She almost Can, got her arm. Yeah. Almost, almost got her arm. Uh-huh. I hope that becomes an ongoing tease of yeah. her almost losing her arm. And by the end of the Defenders. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, Jeffrey Solis at Azure underscore Soul 90. Uh, by far my favorite of the Netflix shows. Just finished it today. Sweet Christmas. Was it awesome? I like how they use that sparingly as well. Mm-hmm. Also, Sweet Sister. I like also, that. Uh, Sweet Sister also liked that uh, Diamondback made fun of him. Like, don't give me that sweet Christmas shit. Yeah. Little young Diamondback mm-hmm. doesn't know he's gonna turn into a goddamn nightmare yeah. spouting off Bible verses Di- every young 10 Diamondback seconds. seemed like such a stand up guy. Yeah, what happened? He just, he just goes crazy. I got and not that it wasn't actually even an, it wasn't annoying how many times he used Bible verses yeah. for me, <laughs> but I was like, okay, yeah. let's just all right. calm it down. Yeah, also, those uh exploding bullets that were made by alien metal uh-huh. were a nightmare. Yes, because like the cops got them and they yeah. shot them at things and it would just blow well, shit up. So, like that's, I feel like if anything factors into the defenders, that will factor into defenders. Those bullets, yeah. yes, I yeah. don't know how, but yeah. I'm excited for it. Uh, but how would you rate this show out of 10, DJ? Out of 10, nine. Ooh. Nine as well, yeah, nine. It was very, very good. good. Yeah, very good. Jessica Jones would be a nine as well. Yeah. Because it does start out slow, but it builds well. And also Kilgrave. Mm-hmm. Kilgrave, I still think, is the MCU's best villain. Oh, he's good. Yeah. Oh, he's scary. Yeah, he's mm-hmm. so scary. Uh, exciting news. Here it is. Uh, next week. Yes. We got the premiere of Arrow and Flash. Dope. And so we're going to be discussing that. We're going to try and get some guests in here that you Whoa. guys would like. Um, And then the week after that, Supergirl and... Uh, Legends tomorrow. So we're going to be talking. We're, this is the beginning of us talking about superhero shows for Yay. the next couple of weeks. We'll try not to alienate all of you who are not checking those out. But if you're listening to us, why don't you just take our advice and maybe check out those shows? Maybe Dang give it. Them a watch. At maybe. least for the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'll we'll, and Shield's still happening. And I enjoyed this episode. I enjoyed this episode a little less than the first one, mm-hmm. but I'm as long as Ghost Rider's in it, I'll probably keep watching. They're it. on the right track. Yeah. They've got something there. But S.H.I.E.L.D. is not the best at handling good ideas always. So <laughs> we'll see. Remember when Lash versus Hive and you're like, yeah, <laughs> yes. this is going to be cool. He threw a fucking punch and then had a that chain dude got yeah. him. And it was like, chain dude, <laughs> chain dude got Lash. Really? After really? all that build up. God damn it. Yeah. I, I was pretty good. I was a pretty good Marvel. I was good. Yeah. Well, also, he had Ward in there, so yeah. it made, made him even better. I'm glad he's blown up. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so if you guys are excited about those premieres and you want to uh, hear us talk about them, tune in next Monday, a bright and early, a and stay tuned to our Twitter at Only Stupid Answers. Take the vowels out of stupid because <laughs> there wasn't enough room for them. Uh, stay tuned to our Instagram and our Facebook. That's at Only Stupid Answers. Easy to remember. Easy to remember. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, Sam Basher. Um, where can they find you at? <laughs> Damn it, uh, <laughs> Sam Basher on Twitter and Instagram. Oh God! Um, also, I'm working on a little sec. Uh, sec s- I was gonna say secret. I almost sound like sexy secret. Uh, sexy, uh, it is a sexy secret. Uh, you guys very don't much. Even know. Secret little project that you guys will be hearing from soon. I'll talk about it on here. I'll talk about it on like source fed and whatnot, and on my social media. It's not as exciting. It's kind of exciting for me. So keep an eye out there. Um, yes, is there other plugs? Can't think of them. DJ, where can they find you? Uh, you can find me at DJ Talks Trash on Twitter mm-hmm. and Instagram mm-hmm. and Facebook. Mm-hmm. Uh, and YouTube. A, and YouTube. If you, I did a review Jeez, of the first episode. Well, I did do a video on YouTube mm-hmm. talking about Luke Cage and other superhero-y, mostly superhero-y stuff. Mm-hmm. Sometimes Game of Thrones. 
Sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> I was like, really? Yeah. I was like, and? Yeah, yeah, I was Go interested. On. But yeah, so uh, at DJ Talks Trash, you can find me there. Very cool. Guys, thank you guys for tuning in. Go ahead and check out only stupid answers yes. on all of the new platforms. Could you pull up that list yeah, one more I can. time? We can read them up, but you can, we can start with Spotify. Spotify is a cool one. Yes. Also download audio boom. Yes. Easy little please. app. Very easy to use. You can get them on all your devices. We're on Stitcher. Stitcher. The classic iTunes. iTunes. Uh, the list is still coming up. It's uh, coming it's up. It's coming. Uh, Google play music. Google play music. Pocket casts. Pocket casts. Player FM. Player FM. And overcast. And overcast. We're everywhere you want to be. <laughs> and also Halloween is here. Yeah. So let's uh, let us send us some Halloween suggestions on the social media. I'm hoping we've got an episode going up on Halloween day. Whoa. Uh, so I'm hoping we can do something a little spoopy for that. Oh boy. You guys better hold on to your hats. Hell yeah. But that's it. Yes. And we'll see you next time. Hope you guys enjoyed Luke Cage. Send Sam your good vibes <laughs> so that he can get better soon. <laughs> mm-hmm. And we'll see you next week. Bye.